0: Today, we're going to be getting into basically how eight weeks ago I quit my job, and we're going to be getting into like the good, bad, and the ugly that has came with that. I think this is going to be really helpful for people that are kind of in the same situation that I was in, where it was I had a job that didn't make me really miserable, but at the same time, I didn't enjoy it. And it's really easy to quit a job if you're miserable in it because you just you just don't want to take it anymore. It's harder to quit a job or harder to quit something when you're not, when it's like some days are good, some days are bad. You're kind of in that in-between. And that's where I was and that's where I struggled. But regardless, I finally let it go. And so today I'm just going to get into the good things, the challenges, what a typical day looks like. And then also any advice that I have for somebody that might be in that same position, starting off with good things that I've noticed about not having a job anymore or a nine to five. And that is the harder that you work. Typically the more money it is that you're going to make now. Yes, you can get promoted in a job, but sometimes that's not like always the case. You might not, you might be passed over for a promotion or something might happen where it's just, you don't you don't get the promotion, right? Whereas when you go out on your own, you're doing maybe freelance or you're doing uh, content creation like I am, typically the more work that you're putting in, the more that you're getting seen, the more exposure you have, the more people are coming to you and the more opportunities that you have. So the more opportunities that you have, typically the easier it is to, to create money. Now, the hard part with this though is, focusing your time on the highest leveraged opportunities. So what I mean by that is when I was working a regular job, I could really kind of dilly dally and do whatever I wanted to because of the fact that this was not my main source of income. Now it's my main source of income, which means I need to be very much picky about what it is that I'm doing to make sure that I'm spending my time as wisely as possible. And I'll talk about that more in some of the things that are challenging because what I've been doing is like an 80-20 analysis on some of this stuff. But even that can be challenging because there's things that might work out better long term. But the second thing I've noticed since quitting my nine to five was that obviously I have more control over my life. And so that can be a scary thing or it can be a good thing. It can be scary because the fact that Again, it's, it's all on you, whether or not you get a job, get this job or whatever, or h- how it is that you're making money. It's really cool though, because you don't really, you're not really wondering if you're going to get laid off. I mean, you are working with brands and things like that at some points, but you're not like, oh, like I could get laid off by this job or, you know, or whatever it is or whatever the case may be. So yeah, so you're in control, can be scary, it can not, you know but you also, um, can use that to scale your business. And what I've done is actually use that fear to, I guess, work a little bit harder if, if, if that makes sense. The other thing obviously is that you're a, Oh, what's up Clark? (laughs) The other thing obviously is that you, you can take off whenever you want to. So for, for example, like the other day, it was really nice out on Mount hood and, I was just like, oh, I'm going to leave on Thursday night and I'm just going to go climb on Friday because it's finally like a good, really good weather window. And I remember sitting when I had a nine to five, I was like, oh, my gosh, like it would be a nice day out like it is today. I'd be like, I have to be in office all day like this sucks. And as an outdoor person or as an outdoor creator, too, right? Like you, you just like love being outside. And so especially on these spring days when it's finally nice after winter, like I'm looking out the window right now, it's finally sunny. This afternoon I'm just going to do some nice hill sprints, I'm going to ride my bike, I'm going to probably do some work outside, do some yoga. And that's like going to be my afternoon after I get some of my work done this morning. So that's a big plus, especially as an outdoor as an outdoor creator. And then probably the last thing with this one is that 80% of my income is basically done with it can be done within a week. If I go on one trip, I can basically film all of my videos that I need to do for my contracts and things like that basically in the week, which makes which means about three out of the other weeks, I can kind of do whatever I want. Now, I say that with a caveat because there's always the chance that at some point, like, right? like these brands could drop you, your contract could end or something like that, which is why, as a creator or or some of the things that I do right now, you, you have to be focused on two ways that you make money or monetize. And one would be brand partnerships, doing user generated content for them. But the second one would be growing your own brand and like trying to grow more on YouTube, trying to grow more on Instagram, trying to grow more on all these other things. And then coming out with your own products that, um, you could sell to your audience at some point that would help that would be helpful helpful for them or provide them value. So that's kind of what I've been doing with the rest of the weeks is one of my goals now is seeing how YouTube is really prioritizing podcasts. And Clark and I were just talking about this. This is like brand new. So that tells me that signals to me that that is going to be a big algorithm change and they're going to start pushing these a little bit heavier. So if you're somebody that's really interested in podcasting, here's a great free tip. Get on it now because probably YouTube's going to be really pushing that. So, that's kind of where I'm the the you know the most of my time that I have left over is focused on building my own brand and uh, pushing and and optimizing this course that we've been creating as well. Now, the things that are challenging and <laughs> I expected some of this stuff but some of it has kind of been, you know, maybe a little bit out of left field or a little bit more uncomfortable than I thought. And that would be that it's a constant roller coaster. So I actually Clark in the, in the chat, I actually talked with him before or the day after I got off uh, or after my last day of work. And it's just been ever since that day it's been kind of up and down, up and down, up and down. And you're really betting on yourself. I mean, people always say that it's kind of like a buzz phrase, but you really are betting on yourself when you start when you quit a nine a very secure nine to five and now you're going into entrepreneurship or you're you're becoming self-employed essentially. and dude, it it's a roller coaster. like some days I'll be like, yes. <laughs> you know, this or that or happened. I got connected with this person or, you know, made a sale here or did that, or this video popped off something like that. And then like the next day, like nothing or like three days goes by and like, there's no leads. There's, you know, no brand promotions. There's, you know, your videos are tanking. It's not doing well. So it's this constant battle of going up and down. And honestly, it reminds me of everything that I've kind of done up to, to this point in, physical endeavors. So I'm glad I've done these physical endeavors first because it's really kind of paved the way for me quitting my nine to five and being prepared for this roller coaster that inevitably you always know, like you're on a hike, you're on an ultra run, you're on something. You always know, like there is a high point, but then there's always going to be some sort of value valley at some point. And you just have to be prepared for that valley. And so my goals going forward is being prepared for those valleys and knowing and knowing that you, that they will not last for forever. That's a big part. The second thing that you really have to be careful about, especially as an outdoor creator is becoming burnt out. And this manifests in a lot of ways. So yes, you know, that the more that you work, or the more that you do connections, the more that you do ads, whatever, the more money you'll probably make. But you have to balance that between the lifestyle that you want. And the lifestyle that I want as somebody that loves outdoors is obviously prioritizing the outdoors. I want to be outdoors as much as possible. So trying to load my plate with more stuff just leads to to burning out. There's been multiple occasions within this these eight weeks that. I literally will be working from and we'll get into like what my work schedule is but I'll be working from 6 to 7 p.m. 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. and like you know that feeling where your brain is just fried. I mean, your brain you just literally can't think, which is why I do all my creative work in the morning. But you just like I can't I can't like think and it's just like I I have to do everything in my power to try and concentrate on whatever it is that I'm doing. And that is a really quick way to get into a burnout situation, which I have a proclivity of doing because sometimes I just can't shut it off. Now, how do you get over burnout? So what I've learned is is two things. So number one, you need to take a trip somewhere. So if you're in this position, taking a trip somewhere outside of normally where you're going is going to be a great remedy for this. My fiance actually was recognizing it in me. She's like, you seem burnt out. Like you should go take a trip. And I was like, well, the weather sucks. You know, winter's tough. The weather's usually not good. If I'm going to make a big trip, I want the weather to be good. And you know what? I just said, you know what? You're right. And so I went over to bend, had a great time, snowboarded bachelor, did some overnight camping. And it was a great time. It was a great reset for me. Now this reset usually lasts for about, (laughs) depends how long the trip is. There's a very good correlation between the length of the trip and how long you can be reset for. This goes for working a nine to five as well. And I'm sure that you've had this. You, I mean, why do people have vacations? So they can stop getting burnt out and they can basically reset themselves to come back to work. It's the same thing with like being self-employed. And the longer it is that you go on this trip, the more time it takes for you to Get that burnt out feeling again. At least for me, if I take two days on a trip, two three days, it's taking about two three days for me to then kind of feel the burnout again. So one thing that I want to get into more of this year is maybe getting into more week long things. It's going to be tough for me, as you know, I did the JMT, the CT, and stuff like that, where those were like a month. <laughs> I don't, really, I can't really take a month off, like at this point in my where I'm at in my self employed career. So I have to be work, looking at ways to do things in a week. So like, I have like the Oregon Outback bikepacking trip com- coming up in May. Super stoked about that. That'll be about a week, which I think is fine. Like I can take a week off and then come back. And now you have a bunch of content that you get to go through. And you are almost essentially working while you're on this trip. So at least you feel good in that. You're getting a bunch of content. So that's something that that I like to do. Then the second thing is you have to have a cutoff time. And so what I mean by that is there has to be a time during the day where you just cut off everything. And for me, it's 6 p.m. It's about, yeah, it's about 6 p.m. is when I stop basically doing all of my like regular work stuff. And from 6 then until, and again, we'll get into the schedule a little bit later, but like 6 until I go to bed, I'm essentially doing things that would make me feel better. And that would include researching a, uh, an adventure I'm interested in going on or watching some YouTube videos on s- somebody's style and kind of taking notes on that really more relaxing kind of stuff for me anyway. And then one way to kind of, and if you're still kind of in that weird brain state where you're like, Oh my gosh, like I just, I can't, I don't, I don't feel good right now. I can't concentrate, whatever, take a cold shower. Either take a cold shower in the morning, if it's the morning, or if, if it's at night, take a hot shower. Both of them will be a quick and awesome reset for you. And then the last thing with this is finding the highest leverage opportunities. I touched on this a little bit before, but this has been a very big challenge to me. What I've done recently is called the Pareto's principle. I'm sure if you've like listened to productivity and self-help books and things like that, you've probably heard of it. And essentially what that is, is focusing. So there's a big study or this guy noticed basically that 80% of results always came from 20% of inputs. So the challenge is, is identifying those 20% of inputs that are creating 80% of the results. I already know what that is for like my business. And that would be the UGC partnerships that I have where I'm creating content for their page. And then also the, that, that would, that's most of it. And then it would probably be some of the brand promotions that I do on like Instagram or something like that. Now, the rest of it is, is tricky. And here's why the rest of it would be like YouTube AdSense. Like I'm probably making, I'm making right now like 165 bucks, 160 bucks, 150 bucks a month from YouTube AdSense. So not enough to live on YouTube or was making decent money on Instagram reels bonus. And by decent money, I mean like 400 bucks a month, 200 to 400 bucks a month. They got rid of that. Okay. So that's gone. Podcast hosting on anchor, you're making a couple bucks a month. So that's like that other area where it's like, okay, you're focusing a lot of time, but you're not getting a lot of return. The, the, the hard part though, is that I know for me, it's like I'm looking at it as more of a long-term thing. Like Eventually, I want to be at that spot where I love creating YouTube videos. I love doing lives. I love doing podcasts. And I think I'm in that stage right now where I'm in that growth stage that it's kind of a grind. You're not seeing a lot of results. But that's where a lot of people quit. So what I'm saying is that it's, it's hard to make an 80-20 analysis on that type of stuff where it, you could get a very good long-term result out of it. So that's something I've been struggling with lately and so but you'll probably be seeing me post a little bit more on YouTube and and podcasts because again it's something I enjoy something I think that is an underappreciated asset right now in the economy that I'm trying to go after. And then of course I have my course the Outdoor Creator Academy course which we're really hoping is going to take off. We got about 30 students in there right now. They're doing super well and getting brand deals. But now we haven't even ran an ad for that yet. So that's what we're working on is crafting an ad. And after that is where we're really hoping to get a lot of customers coming in. Right now, it's just been all organic and pretty much organic. I mean, basically passive because I haven't really promoted it. People are just finding it through links. So that's something also that I'm going to be focusing on, um, especially during those times where I have like those weeks where a lot of space in between of doing videos for brands. What does a typical day look like for me? So, a typical day for me is I have my alarm set at 5:15. So, boom, I have 5:15, wake up. Usually, I'm withering around in bed for five to ten minutes, <laughs> and at that point, I will get up and I'm in the shower, in a cold shower, for a minute and thirty seconds, and straight away in the morning. So, I just turn on the lights get in the shower, put it to cold, do it for a minute. 30 It always sucks. It never gets better, but I always feel great afterwards. And I usually don't, I can delay my coffee for a while after it. So I get done with that. I come in and I do a five minute mobility routine every single morning. It's called cars. So controlled articular rotations, do that for all my joints. And then I'll do a five-minute just kind of sit-in-place meditation type picturing the future of whatever I want. So that's every single morning that I'm home. So those three things. I'm usually working by about 550, 545, maybe 6, but usually around in there. And essentially I will work from 6 to What I've been doing now is about six to about one o'clock. Now, within that time span, I'm doing most of my creative work. And that means lives. That means editing, all of that type of stuff, like all of that, like harder brain power stuff. That's what I'll be doing there, which, by the way, and then at about six thirty, I'll be having my coffee because I watched that Andrew Huberman podcast that said, hey, you need to delay to delay your coffee about an hour to 90 minutes after waking so you don't get that afternoon slump. So that's been working for me. So I will do that, have that at about 6.30, then get a little, you know, get a nice little jolt. And so, yeah, so I do all my creative work. And then usually at about 8, 8.30, I'm taking like a 15 minute walk. So I'm getting some good sunlight in my eye to help set the circadian rhythm. Again, more Andrew Huberman hacks. It's a really good podcast to check out if you're interested into health and wellness. So I do all that. And we'll probably have some meetings in between there, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So then I ate a big breakfast, usually around nine. I try to do a 14 hour fast every morning, or well, I do. Sometimes it'll go over. So I do about a 14 hour fast. So I'll eat in the morning, eat a big thing of like oatmeal, big giant oatmeal, bunch of healthy stuff in there, egg, some beets, mushrooms, stuff like that. That's what I have every single morning. After that, start. Doing work, blah, blah, blah. Then usually it comes around lunchtime. I usually don't have lunch right at lunch. I usually have like a snack at like 12 or 1. And then usually around 2 is where I'm going to be getting my workout in. And the reason I like doing it at 2, and this is again, this is a very good, this is a pro to being your own boss is like you can go do this whenever you want. There's not a lot of people in the gym at 2 (laughs) o'clock. There was always people there at noon. So there's not a lot of people at 2. And so if I'm going to the gym, I'll go ride my bike two miles there. Boom. I'll do like an hour, hour and a half of a workout, ride my bike back. And then I'm working again. Now for the rest of the day, again, I start to really kind of slow. Like my brain just starts to slow down after my workouts. Like I'll get a jolt, good jolt, because I'll come back and I'll eat, get all my carbs back in. But then I'll get like, it's tough. Your brain kind of goes from workout mode to this. So I'm switching back into work mode and usually, and then I'll be working basically until 6 p.m. Now between, so let's say I get back at, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. So I have four to six. Maybe I'll take a walk break in between there somewhere, but usually around at 6.30, something like that. But six o'clock is, is my cutoff point. So I don't do any meetings. I don't do anything after that at six o'clock. Now I am having dinner or I am, and, or after that, I will be researching adventures. I'll be doing stuff to kind of like increase my stoke level because what I was, what I was doing before was working all the way till seven. So I would work 6am basically to 7pm. And that wasn't working for me because the closer I do work to sleep, I can't sleep. It's absolutely terrible. (laughs) Like your mind is just racing. And so I stopped that. Like I was like, I can't do anything because I go to bed early. So I have to stop at six. So I stop at six and Then from six to about eight o'clock, I'll be doing whatever, watching YouTube videos, I'll be researching adventures. And then at about eight o'clock, I'll take a hot shower and that really helps to reset and stop me thinking about work if that's what I'm doing. Then I'll come back and then about 8.15, I'll start writing down on a piece of paper, everything, like all my future goals. So I do this every single night. Do that for about five minutes, and then at about eight twenty, eight fifteen ish, whatever, I'll read for the rest of the night until eight forty five and that's when I go to bed. So I go to bed at every night at eight forty five. And always I'm reading before bed helps me fall asleep. So boom, and I basically fall asleep, Bam like that, and then I start the whole day over again. That's my week or basically that is my, yeah, well, that's my week. Uh, definitely Monday through Thursday. Fridays, I it depends on if I want to do an adventure, but typically I'll be working all day if I don't have anything going on or an adventure planned. And then if I'm home for the weekend, pretty much I do the same thing all weekend. It's pretty much the same schedule. I might sleep in a little bit more, especially it depends on what I've been doing for activities. I kind of just let my body sleep and get the rest of its needs. But yeah, I mean that, that typically that's, that's every week. So as you can see, like that could lead to burnout if you're doing that every single day, which I tend to be more burnt out on stuff, especially content in the winter, because I don't have adventures to break it up. That's a typical day right there. Now. So, oh, very good question there. And by the way, thank you for everybody giving me a thumbs up here. Christina asked, what did you write for your future goals today? Let me, I'll go, I'll grab them out of one second. Let me grab them out of the the room right here. Okay. We got so you guys know I'm not BSing, right? Like here's here's the new page I started. So what do we got for what do we got for future goals? Or just like the things that I'm talking about. Okay, let's say. And kind of they're like future goal stuff, but it's more of like almost affirmations. And I like to do this at night because it puts it fresh in my head. I almost I feel like it gives me the subconscious affirmations that I need as I'm, you know, to marinate around in my, in my brain. So it's like, so first one is always, (laughs) and I don't know what your guys' view is on money. And recently I've gotten way more into money. So my first one is I made $110,000 in 2023. And my next ones are again, money affirmations. And the reason they're money affirmations is because I've always I've been in the mindset for so long that you had to have a job like it doesn't matter what kind of job you do. You just need to have a job. And usually it sucks. You just need money. Money doesn't grow on trees. It's hard to make money. I mean, that's just how that's how I was basically raised for a lot of the time. And, you know, God bless my parents. I love them. They're awesome. But that has been like things that have been stuck in my mind. Like It's kind of hard to make money. So I've had to break this in my own head by doing these affirmations every single night. So go on. Making money is easy. Money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways. Good things are always on their way to me. My Nick and I, who's my partner in my course, have sold $50,000 of the Outdoor Creator Academy in 2023. Then I have some stuff about um, my other partner that I'm doing a backcountry fuel box with. Like we upped our subscriptions by 50. And then my next ones are I bought a house in Laramie, Wyoming in 2023. So I'm really big on that right now. Buying a house, moving. And then I'm a successful businessman that will <laughs> that will never return to a nine to five. That's right there. That's that's literally right there. And then I deserve, I deserve good things because of how many people I inspire. So those are my affirmations that I'm doing basically every night. The core ones are the same, usually the first like five, six, and then sometimes I'll change like the last three, four. So that's a really good question though. So something I think is super powerful and yeah, so future plan is to move to Wyoming, hopefully buy a house there as we know the housing market's very crazy right now, but that's what our plan is. We're trying to do it in at the end of May. So that would be a big update as well. Is there any advice? Okay. So for my last point here, it is advice for someone in this position. And so in the position, I mean, in a job that you tolerate, but don't enjoy. So whatever we don't hate, we tolerate. And that was me for nine years. And again, being miserable forces action. But if you're not like totally miserable, it's harder to let go of stuff. Like, as humans, we have a loss aversion. It's harder to, it's harder for us to think about losing something than it is to gain something. And I was in this mindset for, for so long. And what I can tell you is for advice, is that besides the first two to th- besides the first two to three days that I quit my job two months ago, I have not thought about it one time. Not one time. And that's how I know I made the best decision. There's nothing about it that I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss X, Y, and Z. Sure, I miss I do miss some of the coworkers that I had for sure. And that was cool. I miss that camaraderie and and BSing with them every day. But the upside of what I've got now is like kind of unscalable. Whereas I was there, I was topped out. Couldn't go any higher. Couldn't make any more money. I couldn't do any more things. I couldn't reach any more. I couldn't reach people. It was a totally different job, but this one is, is kind of unscalable. So I haven't thought about the job at all. That's how I know I made the right decision. And the second thing is, and this is super important, is that we as humans have this like unique, unique ability to adapt to things extremely well. I want you to think about something that happened in your life where. You were like, oh my gosh, like I am never going to get over this. I'm never going to get through this. Or this is just something that I'm never going to be able to conquer. It's happened to me tons of times. But what always happens is you eventually adapt and you overcome it. Typically. It's, It's like when I first moved to Oregon, I didn't think that like I could meet anybody or that I would have a good time but I did. I adapted. I under. I started to understand it. I started making friends, started jujitsu. Didn't think I would ever be good at it. Got my purple belt. So as long as you're like saying consistent with it, you're always going to adapt to the stimulus. And it's the same thing with, if you quit your job, you're going to adapt, you're, you're going to figure out a way <laughs> to get around it. And then eventually it's going to become normal. And that's where I'm at right now. And I knew that that was going to happen because I've always done these, you know, same with climbing. It's like at first when I started climbing, like it was terrifying. And now like through exposure, I'm adapting to it. It's becoming easier and easier. Like and now I'm like, oh, it's super easy to go on a top rope and do something. And now it's getting easier to be on a lead, which is like the sharp end of the rope where you fall a little bit lower. (laughs) But it's the same thing with the job is what I'm saying is that you are, eventually it's going to get to the point where you can't even believe that you were working that job. (laughs) You're just like, why didn't I do this sooner? And that's what most people always are saying. It's like, why didn't I do this sooner? And it's because you were just loss averse. You didn't want to lose this stable, secure job. But now that I've adapted to it and it's only taken me, and I would say probably I was fully adapted, probably a little bit over a month into it, like now two months into it, like, I don't even remember working. I don't even remember who I was when I was working. And that was only two months ago. Seems like two years ago. So you always will adapt. So don't ever be afraid of that. Like you're, you're, you're going to adapt to it, to that uncomfortability. So if anybody has any questions about any of that, that was a really good question from Christina there. You can put it in the chat. Again, thank you for letting me know that my audio is working. That's super important. <laughs> and if anybody's got any questions, leave them there while you're doing that. I did want to say that, so you I talked about this course that we do and real quick, I just want to say that if you are interested in being an outdoor creator, working with brands, doing the user generated content thing, doing partnerships, building your own brand, we do have that course that I talked about. Right now it's for $97. Is $97 worth you having more freedom and to do what you want to have that freedom. Heck yeah, I think so. I think it's a great deal. You can make that up with one free product from a brand that we teach you how to do. So that I will leave a link in the description if you're interested in that, because we're going to be raising the price in a couple of weeks after we get this ad done that I was talking about. I hope that helps some people. If you felt inspired by this, it would be awesome if you could at least like the video and subscribe, obviously. And then if you're on the podcast form the peanut butter mountain podcast if you could follow on there and leave a five-star rating that would be awesome